0: we yeah.
2: what is going on everyone welcome to episode seven of the search cast i'm your host zach martin and i am so stoked for my guest this week this is going to be a lot of fun i know a lot of you probably follow her on twitter read all of her articles on not one but multiple ahl teams i'm excited to have elaine Shercliffe join the show today elaine
3: how are you on Um,
2: this friday
3: (laughs) i am decent
4: yeah i don't
3: want to lie to the world and say i'm good yeah the browns really screwed that one up oh uh,
2: <laughs> yes yeah yeah so for anyone who doesn't know we actually we were supposed to record at 5 30 this is we're recording on friday <laughs> we're supposed to record at, at like 5 30 we just started recording like around six because we did like about a half hour of just talking just bantering you know talking about certain teams and stuff like that and the Browns came up and uh when you yeah, know we're both from Ohio I'm from Ravenna I know you're from Stowe uh we need new teams to say the yeah. least yeah uh, glad
3: I grew up in Chicago so bear's all the way
2: there you go I um I'm gonna need a little bit more time so this is this is gonna be fun <laughs> I mean somehow the panthers do follow me on Twitter which is just yeah very random. So, I mean, I don't Go know. Go for the-, the
3: Panthers. Stay away from the Steelers <laughs> and the Packers. That's all I ask of you.
2: <laughs> like, hey, I'm from Northeast Ohio. Believe me, you don't have to convince me to stay away from the Steelers. That's just, that's bred into you very early on if you're a kid, as long as your parents weren't the, you know, the de facto traders. They're like, oh, we're from Ohio, but we're Steelers fans. Don't yeah. be those people. Just, just don't be those people.
3: Unless you live in Youngstown. I get it. I get it. It's, yeah,
2: it's it's like the Toledo of Ohio, where it's like, Ohio State or Michigan? You're from Toledo. Which one do you pick? It's like, hey. You're and from then
3: they're State. all like, Michigan State. <laughs> they don't even pick University of Michigan.
2: <laughs> that must really tell you something. If you go for Michigan State and not the other <laughs> two. So, I mean, A, what can you do? So. Yeah. So, (laughs) so this is going to be all about Ohio and the Mm -hmm. Browns. It's just, it's, it's been a day. It's been a day. So but we do have a lot of good stuff coming up. So we're going to talk about a little bit of the, uh, of the hurricanes um, more so in the fan questions more than anything else. And maybe some of the guys who came up from Chicago, but this is a wolf centric podcast. I've been really excited because I know when I first um, dropped the news of this podcast, starting back in, I want to say December, somewhere around there, I guess. Um, I know, I know you were one of the first people that reached out were like, "Hey, we'll love to come on. So it finally happens. So, Yay. Um, woo. so for those who surprisingly don't know which if you're if you don't know what Elaine does, what have you been doing with your life? Priorities <laughs> change here. I'm letting you know now. follow her on Twitter cause you're missing out on a lot of stuff. So for those who don't know, what do you do for in terms of, Full press AHL, because I know you follow a lot of teams and do a lot of stuff. So break it down for us real quick.
3: (laughs) Well, um, last year I covered the entire central, which was six teams. um, And I covered a lot of their like full on covered them. I will never do that again that was I can, I can
2: imagine like six yeah. teams you know, it's hard enough for me to keep up with just the hurricanes and the wolves alone let alone the yeah. entire division
3: yeah and they uh, they all played each other so it was fine for the most part but it was a lot because they have a day job you know all the writers we all have day jobs or other jobs or you know things that pay the bills <laughs> uh, Yeah,
2: <laughs> maybe eventually the thing that we do now which is podcasting and writing articles Maybe someday yeah. we'll get paid one enough day. to do that.
3: So one day. <laughs> There's someday. a lot of things I would love to do other than what I do at my job.
2: Um. <laughs> oh, me too. I would I would love to stay home and just write articles and do podcasts on it. It'll be f it'll be a fantastic right. job, but yeah. We'll see. <laughs> it's
3: a you know. Uh but this season <clears throat> I paired it down to four teams: the Wolves, the Admirals, uh, the Griffins, and the Monsters, because I live 40 minutes away from Cleveland. So it was pretty much a no-brainer when you can be in person. Um, And it's a bit different for me these past two seasons, because when I just covered the Cleveland Monsters, I would watch um, all the Monsters games, all of the Jackets games, and I would watch the previous three games of each opponent that the Monsters were playing that week so I could figure out and, and guess how things were going to go for the monsters. Right. I do not do that <laughs> this season. If I didn't, you know, if I didn't have my day job, I would totally do it. I would watch all of Carolina, um, Detroit, Nashville, and Columbus's games. But um, it's just yeah. virtually impossible to watch. Well, I mean, even then it would still be impossible to watch that much hockey And then be able to uh, formulate a real thought about (laughs) about what happened.
2: Yeah, it's just like taking all of it at once and just trying to just ram it into like, this like this big like semi-truck into this tiny hole, like here, do all this information all at once. And it's like, my brain can't handle this.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it can't, it cannot.
2: (laughs) Like, it's like,
3: nope, nope.
2: It's not like it's like patting your head, rubbing your stomach and then trying to like, juggle like uh, Rubik's cubes at the same time that's that's quite as easy as you think
3: (laughs) no it's not and I I keep thinking I should pare down my teams uh, and I can't I can't I can't pick between the four of which ones I want to cut back from I mean I've already cut back from Milwaukee and Chicago a little bit from live tweeting from putting out more content um, just because I'm not in person Um, And I'm not in post games. That's why I pulled back on it. Um, So eventually we'll get back this week is when I'm really starting to ramp up on the wolves and the admirals. I have come up with this great new idea to make it easier for me. Um, Essentially, I'm just pulling out different things from each game, not each game, but like each week, Um, whether they become a player of the week or they scored their first hat trick anything like that and I just break it down and I already have four articles from each one that I need to send off to my editor so we can put those out but as a writer you have to do what you have to do to get that coverage out even if it's not I I love doing full game recaps okay it's like my favorite thing ever I know people find that weird and boring um I think every game has a story and it's not like a personal story. It's like, oh, they're, let's talk about their power play or let's talk about their chemistry. or um, There are some games that do not have a story. <laughs> <And that's laughs> yeah, story. yeah.
2: No, I, yeah, I get that. Because basically all I do for the Hurricanes is I just do, is either I have a, like one game or I'm breaking down both games in the same article. So it's like just nothing but like, all right, who scored when, how it happened, you know what kind of stood out stood out from the game and stuff mm-hmm. like that so yeah, mine's like pretty like straightforward like this is what happened I'm not going to give this whole like diatribe of you know all this other stuff so I get it it's kind of like yeah kind of when it gets to the point of like oh, this is what happened this is what happened this is what happened and all that and like right what, and what and certain I, guy did certain like what things so yeah I get exactly
3: that. and I love writing features as well like about the off the ice or even diving deeper into the plays a little bit like i did with the wolves when they lost to the rockford ice hogs the end of the stream. (sighs) i tried not to (laughs) say i
2: I know we're gonna have to get to that eventually because i know there's certain people (laughs) courtney that would love to hear about that game because i always love to get reminded about that rockford ice hogs chicago wolves game so uh we might have to touch on that a little (laughs) bit later but
3: (laughs) but (laughs) anywho I, I (laughs) i broke it down to really show where they faltered okay and at the end of it, it basically it was it wasn't anything major that they like once you made some minor tweaks they are going to be fine you know yeah. And i wrote it that way to kind of give fans a little bit of a like you know it, it shows that rockford's not nearly as bad as they are as the record shows but right. also shows that the wolves weren't nearly as bad as people would have thought that game
2: yeah so. it's it's like it's not as as bad as you think but
3: <laughs> yeah because i broke down i really broke down like the the kind like how the goals were scored where they winning okay and some of those goals like some of your top-notch NHL goalies would not have been able to stop those. The, the Ice Hogs were just like it was when Brandon Peary was there. He breathes new life into every team he's on. What, and
2: what, they, what is with <laughs> Brandon Peary? and why is it always in Rockford? He decides to go like Connor McDavid on everyone. And you're just like, <laughs> what is this? Like, what is with this dude?
3: I don't actually. He, he did it. He did it with uh, with the Wolves last season. He yeah, right. That he trick did it. against Rockford. <laughs>
2: This dude must love playing in Illinois and just really just terrorizing <laughs> whoever he plays against. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's like, I could, for me, for him, it's like he's the equivalent of like what baseball's like 4A guy is. He's too good yeah. for the minors, but he's not good enough for the major, for the major, you know, the top, for the, for the top team. So you're just like, how does this work? Like, please tell me how this, like, how does this happen? But yeah, he's Brandon, just magical. Brandon Pierre, uh, <sighs> Yeah, I need, I need to bring our friend Courtney, Courtney um, Dagger. That's her Twitter name. I, I know her real last name, but Dagger. I would love to get like her opinion just on Brandon Perry because I can let her go on for probably about two hours and just be like, all right, talk about Brandon Perry and go. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, we do that every time I'm on our podcast. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, so go check out uh, From Center Ice uh, if, you, if you want a two, three hour podcast, which is phenomenal. So yeah, if you have time, go do it. <laughs> After you listen to this one, though.
3: <laughs> yes, this one first, please. Thank you. Also, you'll need, you maybe listen to this one in between if you listen to one that I'm on because I'm on Courtney's show for three and a half hours or two and a half hours.
2: <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you kind of have a long road trip and you just need a little bit of a, like a spacer, put this in the middle because, you know, at least it shakes it up a little bit. And that's nice, <laughs> a nice small little hour just, let's just fit it right in there. So... <laughs> But yes, (laughs) Brendan Perry. Gosh, so so Chicago has.
1: Right now, 90% of healthcare providers still depend on manual processes. We need to change this stat stat. At RICO, we capture, connect, and secure unstructured data to unlock the power of your information. This helps providers speed up intake, ensure accurate information, and optimize operations. To us, there's no such thing as TMI. RICO, imagine change
2: it's been an interesting year for the Wolves because the fact is you look at this team and I mean, they went on a long winning streak. Rockford unfortunately broke it because hockey got said so. And it's funny because all you see is Chicago wagon. (laughs) It's like, I don't see where the lie is because this Chicago Wolves team is on some absolute unreal tear that I've ever seen because, I kind of follow the HL, but this year it's been more of like, I'm going to try to get more into it. And the wolves are, <laughs> they are a really tough team to beat. And they're really strong. It's like, like, what have you, what's really stood out to you in your perspective for, about the, about the wolves just this season so far for them?
3: Yeah. Well, for, for starters, for one thing, I, I want to precurse this by saying, I wish that the wolves played more teams so we could see a true um, a true measurement of how they play.
1: Right. Because
3: they play the Admirals like 13 times. I don't know. They play Rockford a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it
2: seems like every other week it's them against the rock against Rockford. And I'm like, do you guys play anyone else besides right. this guy? Because it's crazy because like the Milwaukee's played 59 games and then it's like Rockford's played 51. You're like, how is there so much of a difference?
3: It's because they all play each other. <laughs>
2: you know what that's actually fair (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's
3: like there you go (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i wish i i think that i mean i believe that they are obviously a legit team um i don't if they played all of the teams a good number more teams i don't know if they would still be number one in the division but they would not be like in the middle they would definitely still be in the top like there's I just want to know if they played against um, Colorado or played against
2: like Stockton or Ontario. Like,
3: I want to see them play against Ontario because that I want be to fun. see TJ that... Tynan Ooh. and I want to see TJ Tynan go up against um, Stefan Nosen on the power play. Oh, I
2: that... want to see that would be those. Fun.
3: I want to see that power play PK and that PK power play. I want to see that. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I don't think that they would play each other in the finals. Like I feel like that would be a good finals matchup, yeah. but based, I think they would be the, that's the conference, right? They would be the conference.
2: Yeah. Yeah. got would be the conference. Yeah. Cause you got the central and the Pacific. Yeah. Even then, like you're not to see them play maybe like a team like Utica
3: mm-hmm. until
2: the AHL final. So it's, it's kind of like, it's weird how the AHL sets itself up to where it's like they mostly just play their division and they don't really get to play anyone else in the conference. It's kind of like, it's
3: I a lot of it's tra- travel yeah. and the, Cleveland gets away with it because they're so close to all those teams.
2: Yeah. I kind of, maybe it's like, I know the travels kind of stinks, but I kind of like, maybe not do a full league against everyone gets play each other, but maybe do like have the conference. Yeah, maybe play each other more, maybe not have as you know like yeah you have to figuring out travel, but make it to where it's you know manageable. it's Like okay, maybe we come to you one year, and then you come to us the next year. So it's kind of like you, it's not all the time, but it's kind of like a tour where you can still kind of like okay, we can see you guys once you know for three games. Maybe do like two right. games back to back or something. Make it like make it like a series in the middle, right. of it just just to make the travel worth it
3: it's 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 very interesting um but money wise i can totally see it i'm not gonna sit here and be like it's stupid and they need to change it (laughs) i mean i would love to see them change it (laughs) but (laughs) but i also understand that a they're in um some teams didn't play last year and then some teams didn't have fans this year so yeah. It's it's, been a,
2: it's, it's been a rare, it's been a tough last couple of years. And even then too, if you really think about it, I mean, outside of the NHL, like HL teams, like they do get attendance, but it's not, it's not the type of attendance you would lo- like, you would love to see more of it to make sure that it's like, okay, maybe we can do more travel because all these teams are making X amount of money to make it possible. Right. It's more like, mm, not really. It's more of like what we can get at the ticket sales and maybe who pays for AHL TV. And it's right. not like, you know, the NHL where you have TNT, ESPN, you know, all that. And, it, it's, and they all
3: depend on local sponsors as well. So it's,
2: exactly. So I, 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 like I said I would love to see more travel, but I can kind of see why it's like, nope, you basically get to play the certain number of teams. And that's about it because like you money, said, yeah, money is an issue. Like it's already hard enough for people to get like for people to like get on board with the NHL, which I mean, they are trending upwards because they were making like I think 10 billion last year I think with, with the NHL made but it's still kind of tough where you're asking like minorly cocky to be like yeah oh yeah and even the ECHL like you gotta have diehards in your cities for people to mm-hmm. follow too so yeah it's it's tough it is tough I, I really wish the and then and Courtney's even said this when they showed I, for, I really for she's gonna probably scream at me for not remembering the guy's name. The the guy who got his forehead cut with his visor in that fight was it a week or so ago and just,
3: Curtis Gabriel. Thank yeah. you.
2: Yeah like blood over and she's like that's the only time they say anything about the AHL team is if yeah. something like that happens. But no, nothing else happens but we just show some of, of someone face yeah. bloodied by his visor. And like that's so all great, you see of the AHL.
3: Right. And a, a great example of that too is uh no one was talking about the wolves when they were on that win streak.
2: Unless, and you were, unless,
3: you were fans. unless you were a fan um, and everybody decided they wanted to hear about it when rockford beat them and that to me was frustrating because there were so many great things about that streak um which we can we can we can talk about that in a moment i want to answer your original your original oh. question <laughs> yes sorry <laughs> <You're> <laughs> about fine. uh what is it that i see about the the wolves well going into this season, I really thought that Milwaukee would be the the number one team mm-hmm. because all their main point scorers from last year went to Milwaukee. Um, and then, you know, Milwaukee lost players to Nashville, and then they just had a rough start. Right. Chicago, what I see is they have, you know, a lot of teams preach the next man up mentality. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they don't They preach it, but it doesn't happen in a way that's meaningful. Chicago, next man up mentality. Yeah. They they
1: step up.
2: Oh, for sure. It's it's crazy because if you look at the stats wise, it's like, you know, Andrew Petrolski, 73 points in 52 games. 51 of those are assists. I mean, Steven Noison, 58 and 50. I mean, CJ Smith, point per game guy, 49 for 49. And you don't really hear about him very much because all you mm-hmm. hear is oh, Noah and or Josh Levo, you know Max yeah, Lejoy, Josh. Joey Keen. Like, there's so many other guys that they're missing out on. Like even Spencer Spallman. Like you're missing mm-hmm. out on guys.
3: Jack Drury,
2: like oh, Josh People Jacobs.
3: Although, love Jack problem, Drury. Yeah. although those guys are injured, which makes me sad. Like yeah uh jacobs drury sam Militic i never say his name right i feel bad about that and ryan (laughs) suzuki they're um they're all out and um i only know that because i don't tend to follow along with the injury report because uh i don't think about looking for it because the monsters do not ever let you know who's injured so when someone's scratched i I go really easy on them now because I'm like, they could be injured. They could be bad. I don't know for sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You look at the wolves and you're like, thankfully these guys actually tell us what's going on. Yeah.
3: Well, and especially if you ask, so I'm not there to ask the questions, uh, but Sarah Avampado is, and I rely on her so much when it comes to quotes and what coach Warsawski is thinking. And he was the one that said that they were injured and that it'll be a while for, Militech, and that Jacobs and Drury are week to week. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, so not like good, but the but like you said, they have all these people who can they can step up. Like,
2: oh right, yeah, exactly. I mean, some
3: of these people are just look. CJ Smith, people forget about because he's not flashy.
2: Yeah, he's and the thing is he's he's such a quiet forty nine points mm-hmm. and forty nine games type of guy, and he's got he's got thirty one apples, and people are like, wait he's a point per game guy. How come I haven't heard about him? Cause he's that good. He's the underlying, he's like that submarine where it's like, Oh, where's he? Yeah. Oh, there he is. And it's just like, hello. And the crazy part is he's a. And like, I know people don't really care about the stat, but he's a minus two, but he's got 49 points. And I know you mentioned it, you know, off air before we started, it could be because of the Chicago Rockford game, but still, I mean, CJ Smith though, a point per game guy with 31 app, like assists, like that's, you would love to have that. And for the fact that he's such great. a, he's doing it quietly. If you can yep. put up a point per game quietly, you're doing your job and you're not, you know, bringing a knowledge of attention to yourself, but it's like, what?
3: <laughs> yeah. And he, he also like, he's just a good leader. Like
2: he, Oh yeah. He's great. Does he's what
3: coach leader. needs him to do. And then he teaches the other guys how to do it. And, and that that's the thing. Uh, Carolina fans should be excited. About what's going on in Chicago, because this year, if they had faltered, no one would have blamed them because they had a brand new team. Essentially, they broke it in half. You know, last yeah. year's powerhouse was now two teams instead of one. Yeah, no one would have blamed them if they weren't, you know, the best. And every single one of these guys come in. Not every single one, <laughs> almost every single one of these guys <laughs> came in, and we're like let's do this let's go um so a lot of these guys try really hard work really hard the ones that don't there some of them are not there anymore some of them signed overseas to play over there and some of them get scratched or get sent down but to the ECHL but for the most part they're all just they're grinders in a way people think that grinders are like um Brett, I'm using another team for an example. (laughs) People think grinders are like Brett Gallant and how they've used Brett Gallant from the Cleveland Monsters. Um, They look at him and they're like, he's just gonna fight everyone and he works hard. It's blue collar. That isn't necessarily the type of player that Brett is but that's the role that people want to throw him into. Uh, But when people think grinder, that's what they think, right?
2: Yeah, and, and not necessarily grinder means oh he's gonna go fight everyone. No because he goes in the puck battles. He goes into board like board battles, puck battles. right. It plays in front of the net, plays a little bit more of an edge. doesn't mean he has to go fight everyone like that. Right. It,
3: and so this team is full of the the true meaning of
1: grinder.
3: They are like hustlers, they play till the whistle is over for the most part, they attack the net, they pick up rebounds, they, um, they might not win every face off, but they find a way to take control of a face off loss yeah and that is important i okay so i'm gonna get so much crap for saying this from sean (laughs) o'brien and i used to fight him and say face-offs are important they're always important don't tell me they're not well guess what i am not wrong but i'm also not right
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's like like i'm sort of right but i'm also not totally right Right. but here's why
3: (laughs) face-offs are important but they mean nothing if you cannot control the momentum of that win and the wolves find a way to control the momentum, whether they win it or they lose it. And that's part of what makes them special. They find a way to pick up the rebound. They find a way to fix any mistake that they may have made. And if they don't do it that game, you better believe they're going to do it the next game
2: oh yeah if if anyone because i know there's a good number of people that you know i follow with uh, you know i interact with on twitter a lot and they're always really like everyone's watching chicago wolves games because it's like okay you know they've seen steven noah's up here they saw jack drury josh levo everyone loves josh levo joey i love him too
3: he's so much fun to watch especially on the power play
2: oh yeah and even like you know, Max LaJoy, Joey Keane and stuff like that. And the crazy part is like Max LaJoy, and this is what I would love people to know about him too. It's the fact that he leads the entire he leads the whole team in defensemen with points and assists. 20 points and 25 assists. And that's in 48 games. And he leads all defenders with that. Like that is you will, you love to see that in a guy where it's like he's he does his job to where it's like, wait, what? He's yeah, and that's how that's how he is. And like we we're talking about CJ Smith point per game guy you don't really know that because all you think of is oh jack drury he's been up and down with the canes steven Noison leads the team with in goals with 32 and he's got 58 points and, and petrovsky leaves the entire team and assists with 51 and 73 points and those two are combined for plus 44 and he, steven Noison, too for the fact that he's got that many points also has 64 penalty minutes <laughs> it's mind-blowing like this guy is like some of his
3: penalties are ones where you go like okay come on Stefan what are you doing
2: (laughs) yeah right you're just like it's like it's like the andre sechikoff factor of like bruh why why did you take this penalty that's basically what it is
3: but the thing is is it's okay to not have him on the pk You know there are some guys who take penalties, and you're like, "Oh, you're our best penalty killer! Like, why did you do that?"
2: Yeah, it's like when Jacob Slavin gets his random two-minute penalty. He has one penalty every year. Like, dang it, we needed him on this (laughs) power on this penalty kill. It's like it's his first one. I know, but still.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and he, it's it's lucky for the Wolves that they're. I mean, their PK is not the best. It's not the worst, but
2: it's it's sustainable it's
3: sustainable yes that is such a great way to put it it is sustainable you
2: you are welcome to use that in your articles
3: that That you are
2: you're allowed to use that i'll give that to you it's a sustainable pound and kill unit that works (laughs) yeah when it needs to
3: (laughs) you know what though i absolutely love their power play i know it's not the best one um in the league or anything because obviously Ontario's doing their thing
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Ontario, Ontario is <laughs> Ontario man they're just I do have to say though they do have the best jerseys and the best logo I mean they're, I, I, it's,
3: have, it's, I don't yeah. agree but we're <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah I mean I, I do have my other preference I mean the, the wolves logo is amazing too I just the they have. I want. I want the. I want the logo to kind of match the jersey colors because it's kind of weird with the green and it's oh, yeah, red yeah. and gold. But it's like the gray. The gray jerseys will work fine with the with the logo. So I'll. Just, I'll yeah,
3: say I that. just I those love very ones very are
4: nice. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll, I'll just say this. I do like Ontarios, but those Chicago Wolves gray silver jerseys with the logo. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? Those ones are fine. I, I just
3: love the Chicago Wolves everything to be honest it's it's pretty great see
2: these the intro video to before the game starts the pyrotech that's before the game yeah it's like it's like a mini concert before the actual game you're like
3: yes
2: you're like like, did a hockey game break out in the middle of my metallica concert (laughs) like what happened here
3: they just do so many things right including the power play Um, (laughs) uh, yeah (laughs) but but what i wanted to say about the power play though um is so I'm working on, I just finished that article about Stefan Nosen having his six goal week, which was was like a month ago. It was a month ago, but I I didn't have time to break it down. You know, like I didn't have time to really break it down. And um, two of them were power play goals and his power play goals really highlighted uh, some of the fun things that they do on the power play. And when I say fun, I mean, they find a way to keep everyone moving without getting them tired. Like they move the puck, they move the bodies, but in a way that doesn't make uh, their power play unit get tired. So for a while there, they had Stefan Nosen right in front of the, like in the slot essentially on the doorstep and they kept moving. Then they moved him out to go rush up and down the boards where they had Joey Keane going and, they swap them. So then Joey Keane's in there, his body's resting, his mind's working and Stefan Noson's body's, you know, like moving. And then when that's not working, they switch them back. And then Stefan Nosen's body's resting, but his mind's still moving. I just, I think it, whoever, whoever does their power play, like, I love that they put those things into, um, into motion. You right. don't always catch it right away. Like I, it's moving so fast. Like it's, it's moving. It looks like it's moving fast because the puck's moving around, but they're not moving nearly as fast as you yeah. think they are.
2: Yeah. It's, it's interesting when like, you can't, like, if you, it's like, if you, if you, if you, if you hone in on something, you kind of catch a pattern, then you're like, oh, okay, I can start to see it now. Cause you, cause if you're not really looking for it, you're not going to notice it. But like, I get from what you're saying is, You've seen it. You're like, I want to focus on it. There it is. Because yeah. you're, you're, you trained yourself to be like, all right, I'm catching the pattern. Now I'm watching for this. Now it's like, no, you can actually break down the whole thing that maybe people are kind of missing because right. you are paying attention to that.
3: And that's you know that's what I'm supposed to be. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> other writers are also paying attention to stuff like that. What well, with yeah, the wolves. Hello. Writers, what are all, you
2: guys doing here?
3: <laughs> all the wolves writers are really good though. So oh yeah, no, they're really say. good. There's other teams where I'm like, oh, are we watching the same game? Because yeah. I don't. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, I, I I'm blanking on Andrew's name, but he does a really good job too. Andrew
3: Rinaldi, um, Sarah Avampato greg yeah. boysen was doing it but now he's up at the big leagues with uh chicago
2: hey hey, congrats to greg that's yeah. that's that's awesome with him and mario and jay that's that's really cool that's really cool how it worked out for them but yeah no andrew's yeah. really good sarah's really good like I, said, I had i had sarah um on another podcast that i did we had her on to talk about the kings and the rain um so yeah you know, she was really great to have on too i do plan on having Andrew on at some point too yes
3: have him on oh he's great he is fantastic oh yeah
2: yeah I know he's great to talk to him I've talked to him a good number of times when there's a lot of the Wolves games are going on and stuff like that yeah um but he
3: also covers the Griffins and so I saw
2: that too I'm like what
3: (laughs) (laughs) we'll be in post game together but also keeping an eye on like a Wolves game (laughs) and he'll be like did you see that goal and I'm like no bro like
2: (laughs) I am in the mid. I am in the <laughs> middle of doing my job. Covering. I am waiting
3: for Coach Simon to come out, and he's like, "I am too." <laughs> I'm like, no, he's better at the multitasking this season than I am. This season, I can't watch multiple games at the same time.
2: Yeah, for yeah. me, for, for I haven't had enough time trying to keep up with the Hurricanes games and the Blackhawks games, and it's just like, what are we doing here with our lives? <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> it, but so the thing about the. The Wolves, too. Sorry.
2: (laughs) No, you're totally, hey, all good.
3: (laughs) um, What I was saying about the writing, too, is that they, when they came to Cleveland this last time, people were like, oh, you know, Cleveland gave them a run for their money. Like, this is a really good team. Cleveland must be good. And I was like, oh, let me tell you, (laughs) the playbook that they brought to Cleveland was very thin. it was very very thin i was watching all of these things and i and like you said when you watch a team and you hone in on things you know it's coming and i was like and he's gonna score yep okay that did happen
2: (laughs) and it's like there it is
3: there it is because i what i love about the wolves is they have i mean they have it's not a huge playbook but they have variations of every play in a way that allows multiple players to slot in where they can. Right. And it, it blows my mind that other teams don't catch that in a way that could shut them down more often. Right. Um, I'm obviously not going to give specifics because I, I like it when I try not to give too many specifics about how to shut down a team because I don't want to be the person that, just in case, they're <laughs> like, oh, we were listening to Elaine talk, and so we found out this was the goalie's weak spot, so we're going to let
2: And then the Chicago Wolves are going to be like, um, care to explain? <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry.
3: But the Wolves would adjust. See, I don't have to worry about the Wolves, because the Wolves will adjust all the time. Yeah, They just adjust. They're so... They're so good. If people aren't watching the wolves, they really should.
2: Yeah, like why, why aren't you? So go ahead, and like I said, it, like in terms of watching the wolves, so, you know, everyone has the you know we guys are talking about the patrolsky Noah, jury Levo, Joey Keen. Who are the like who are the I would say who are the one or two guys that you're kind of like people need to be paying attention to these two guys. Oh. Like like
4: only two. Not, what well
2: well, we do have fan questions to get to you know how certain guys play with the hurricanes you know maybe what guys are gonna be okay with the hurricanes next season if they do break in so it's like we gotta do this in under an hour (laughs) it's already been 40 minutes (laughs) Um,
3: oh god
2: i know under the under the under the the gun two names who do you have what's in the box
3: (laughs) Okay, so I'm not gonna say Potorowski or Nosen because everybody is already watching them.
2: Okay, right? so I'm, like, I'm, already pro- I'm already pronouncing that Petrolsky's name wrong because I've been saying yes, it. i oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. no, no, that's all me. I think it's Petrolsky because that's how I'm looking at it. But it's like if it's something else, I am so sorry. I am not good with certain names.
3: <laughs> so so right now, if you were to watch the team right now, okay, it, on in March. I'm going to say Josh Levo, okay. Jes- Jesper Selgren, Ooh. and I'm throwing in the third one because I don't do rules. <laughs> no, no, that's
2: fair. I will, I will, as, as, um, I'll allow it. I'll allow
3: okay. it. <laughs> and right now, the most intriguing player to me is Ivan Ladnia, Ladnia, Ladnia. I know I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> I thoroughly apologize. Oh, um, he is—he is, he is very—he hasn't had like the best season. Right. Uh, he hasn't put points really on the board. He did score a goal against Milwaukee on what was that Wednesday? On Wednesday, I think. So. Um, but you can—I don't know if it's because of what's going on in his—he's. He's, like from Ukraine, he's, I don't know if it's because that's kind of helping power him through and he's using hockey as like a, yeah. maybe just to channel that energy, but he has been skating and playing with just this new life, this new energy, this laser focus. Um, I, I think Andrew Rinaldi, who we just talked about, I think he was doing an interview with him. So maybe he'll be able to get some insight on that. So if anyone follows Andrew and sees that he's just taking a listen cuz I'm sure they're going to discuss
2: oh yeah for sure
3: resurgence this energy that he that he has yeah. he you know, he I don't think he's one that will be up with Carolina anytime soon right but in this moment right now those are the three players i think people should keep an eye on um especially Josh Levo
2: <laughs> Josh Levo is <laughs> For the fact that he's got 29 points in 35 games, and let's not forget for the fact he's also in Carolina for most of that time. So take the, take with a grain of salt for the fact, you know, take it what you will the fact that he's got that many points with where, compared to guys who've played 15 more games than him. And right. he's one, two, three, four, fifth in points on the team.
3: And the, he was a huge, huge part of that win streak that they had. Um, I have my little stats up here from the streak, like from the article that I wrote.
2: That streak was, oh my
3: god! Yeah, I have like a in the article I wrote about them losing. I put the streak by the numbers, and Josh Levo and C.J. Smith, Stefan Nosen led the team with six goals during that time. Oh my goodness! Levo had four power play goals. So basically- four and he was like low-key good like he was low-key sneaky like people were sitting there talking about oh Andrew Poderowski had 17 points during that I'm like yeah that's great that's great everyone watched him if if he if if people you know double triple teamed him he could he could have scored more if they didn't do that but the fact of the matter is Josh Levo went in there on the power play well everyone else is being called up he got called up too but like yeah he 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 powered and captained that power play he was like the sim he was the conductor
2: love it yeah it's a perfect way to say it because that's how he was and like he is low-key sne- he's like sneaky quick yes, i know it's- like
3: him and cj smith i love them when they're on the ice together uh-huh. or even in a game when like when someone like Nosen or Poderowski are being loud and when I say loud I mean like they're just lighting it up and playing and then everyone's starting to double team them triple team them and then all of a sudden they're like oh my god CJ Smith is scoring oh my god Steph- like oh my god Josh is scoring where did they come from and it's like they've been there the whole time you just weren't paying attention baby
2: yeah there you go oh <laughs> Spencer Smallman comes Smallman comes out of nowhere and you're like wait timeout! what is this yeah,
3: best like, at the, he and Gust are the best at coming out of nowhere. Oh yeah, and David like... Gust.
2: Oh, David Gust is so good too. The fact, it, but even like you were saying earlier with uh, Jesper Selgren, hello, don't forget about these guys.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's what makes, and again, that's what makes Chicago good, is because you cannot do man. You you have to do man to man defense in yeah. offense. Yeah.
2: Anything zone, you're asking for trouble. You're you're asking for to get absolutely whooped. And that's basically what happened a lot this year with a
3: Right. You have to have your eyes on every single one of them at all times. I love it.
2: And that's why you have, that's why this team is sneaky. You got three guys that are a point or better per game. And that's just how it is. And you have all these, and like you said, you have two defensemen that are pretty much in the top 10 in points because that's just how good this team is so so real quick so before we get to the fan questions you know there's there has been certain guys this year who have came up with the hurricanes you know jack drury two goals in two games (laughs) josh Lee was come up you know we have jalen sheffield up with the team right now who's he's been playing really well fighting for ice time it's kind of hard because there's a lot of defensemen on the team right now they're you know Brandon Smith, Ethan Baird, uh, D'Angelo is supposed to come back, you know, Bray Shea, you know, all these guys. So he's trying to fight, fight time as well, trying to try get on the ice. So looking at the 22 23 season, and we got the rest of this year, the offseason, anything can change. But looking at the Chicago Wolves roster, who do you really see taking that next step to maybe make a name for themselves to be with the Kings, not just for like a stint, but like to actually get a legitimate shot on the roster? next season from this Wolves team
3: so that's tough because it also comes it comes down to also what do the Canes need what are they going to need
1: <laughs> Ex- exactly yeah, that's, as yeah.
3: much as I want to say that Andrew Poderowski would go up there and make noise I also know that they have guys like Jameson Reese up there mm-hmm. And so I guess, gosh, it's really tough because like you said, they also have a lot of defenders that they're trying to work through.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: And I know that sounds like such a, a silly answer to say, like, it really depends on what they're going to need. But I think what they're going to need is someone, I'll say it, they're going to need Power play people who are sneaky good. They're going to need sneaky good players. They they are going to need the Josh Levo's and I Josh Levo.
2: Just Josh Levo?
3: Not I, just Josh Levo, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, no. I was, I, was like, I was like, I know you want to say another name, but you're like, nope, I shouldn't say it, but It's
3: going to sound so weird, but Joey Keen,
2: I am for it. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for the like out of left field out of like the nosebleed type like stuff like just bring it from the heavens and tell me
3: give because, me the crystal,
2: give me the crystal ball <laughs> what, what what are we looking at here
3: so for me for me thinking about I mean I so I love Jalen Chatfield he is one of my favorite defenders that was in the AHL when he was in the AHL like, let me just throw that out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want anyone to think that. <laughs> I need everyone to know that of all, of, teams, of all the teams that I cover, the four teams he was my favorite yeah. to cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then followed by Billy Sweezy. So, he Joey Keen, like I, I said, on that power play, they were just able to slot him in in the slot so that. Um, you know, Nosen could run up and down the boards and get his legs moving so he wouldn't be rusty. Then they slotted him back and they moved Joey King back to the boards because that's where he could be. He could be in the slot. He could be in the boards. He could be at the blue line. He could be on the power play. He can be on the penalty kill. And boy can that boy hit. He can hit and he hits in a way that it, that won't leave your team down a man. And yeah. so it, it, hockey, he, his hockey
2: IQ is, it's, it's up there.
3: Yes. And he just, he's not fancy. He's not loud unless he's hitting someone, but <laughs> he's, he is just this low key. He's low key. Good. I don't think he's top pairing in the NHL, um, right. but I think he could be third pairing. Seventh defender who stands up to the call when you need him to stand up to the call, and he can play both sides of the puck. But what they really need in Carolina is a defender who defends and can also be the assist, like the third assist on a power play and the third assist in general. And he doesn't get enough credit because he doesn't get on the stat sheet.
2: Right. So basically, he's basically like he is a like a Jacob Slavin-esque type guy, where it's like he has his game. He's good. He's not flashy, but you're like he did his job. He didn't get in the box. He killed penalties. He passed the puck. He was doing his job. So it's kind of like you know another version of that, in a sense.
3: Yes, but but someone who is people don't know is there. Per se. I feel like everyone talks about Jacob Slavin all yeah. the time.
2: Or and, Brett Brett Pesci or Bray Shea. Like.
3: Right. Like Joey Key knows when to be quiet. He knows when to be loud. Yeah. I don't know. I just
4: I, I, I think he's
3: one of the underrated players on the team, and I know, I know, I'm sure there's going to be hundreds of people who give me so much shit for, her, and I don't care.
2: Hey, and Do you not know care. Hey, I, I'm all for, I'm all for the you know the different takes. Is we're all going to hear the same one? Oh, it's this yeah. guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. All right, cool. Give me someone who gives me an off the wall. Like, oh, here's a Great. different perspective. I am, I am a pro. Give me something wild, till it be like. Yeah. Makes you think about it because everyone's gonna like you. You can hear a million different you know radio shows or podcasts telling you the same thing. You're like, okay. everyone's on the same page no give me something that's like yeah all right i'm, I'm, I'm catching what you're laying down and i kind of want to i kind of want to listen to this so
3: it's yeah. like all right
2: yeah
4: and it I'm for me for it. it really i'm all for right, it
3: for me it really comes down to the fact that he touches the puck on plays that turn into goals right and um not goals for the other team. Hold on, let me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, the, the the right the right type of goals.
3: <laughs> yes, it's like he's able to bridge. He is the middleman from yeah. the start of the play to the end of the play. So the start of the play, people are like, "Oh, look, the person stole the puck." Let's praise him, and then they end it with, "Oh my God, did you see that guy and that assist and that assist?" And then there's that middleman who never gets recognized, and that is Joey King. <laughs>
2: You're the 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 missing link to a play that works from the defense to the offense that ends in goals. It's, it's that guy in the middle. It's that it's that sneaky quick link. You're like, yes. oh, look what that guy did.
3: He's the strongest link. In this I place. am <laughs>
2: all for it, and I, I love the take. It's if people don't like it, well, I don't know what to tell you. You aren't watching the same thing that we're watching, apparently. So. I mean, if the other writers (laughs) want
3: to, if the other writers want to chirp me on that, who I know watch the game every single game, you go for it because I know you watch every single game. You're gonna come to me with good arguments. But if you don't watch every single game, I don't want to hear it.
2: (laughs) Well, if there's gonna be if there's gonna be an argument between you and Andrew, uh, let this be a pay-per-view and let us be able to watch this (laughs) because because I need my popcorn and I just need my adult beverage and I want to watch this just the debate go down. That would be.
3: I will tag. Fantastic. I will. I will tag team in Sarah because <laughs> she will win that battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any
2: battle. Yeah, t- yeah. Talking to Sarah. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you don't. You want. You don't want any of that smoke.
3: <laughs> no, I don't. And she's so smart. I. I. I want to be Sarah one day when I grow up, even though she is younger than me. But.
2: <laughs> Besides <regardless>. the point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, we do have some fan questions. So thank you to all those who just uh, send in some fan questions. Uh, now, someone who I do know that watches the wolves a lot and does tweet about them. It's uh, Eric, uh, Eric, I'm He brings a fan question almost every week. So I appreciate you, man, for always dropping me a fan question. This one's for you, Elaine. Uh, you cover quite a few AHL teams. So how do you divide up that workload?
3: It's really tough. <laughs> Um, I I have a day job that keeps me that used to keep me way around 60 hours a week now it's only 40. Um, my intention at the beginning of the season was to do recaps and features for each of the four teams that I cover Chicago being included. Um, but the be- I'm going to get really raw here for a second. <clears throat> I did not realize how affected by losing matisse kid i was and that was
2: yeah that was really tough like even like i'm like i'm not a jackets guy but just the fact of like how who he was as a person that yeah that's that's a huge loss
3: it was really tough i mean you you cover this kid you interviewed him for um the beginning of his career the last text the last conversation he and i ever had was saying how excited he was to be an uncle to Elvis's kid. And I knew that it like affected me, right? Like I knew that I was hurting. Um, And I also had, I was, I bit off more than I should mentally have chosen to this season. Um, Last year around this time, last year was the first time I had gone home to Chicago since my best friend had committed suicide eight years ago. And so opening weekend and the weekend after this year, um, lots of emotions, right? Like I went from Cleveland watching the uh, home opener where they honored Matisse, drove the next morning to Milwaukee to cover their home opener. Um, On my way there, they announced that Cole Schneider was going to be their next captain. And so I was like, I have to interview him. He was such a lovely person to interview, mind you. He's a gem. I go back to my room and I was looking up something for him for a specific stat and he and Matisse have the same birthday. And I could not write anything at all that week because it threw me back.
4: Yeah.
3: The next weekend I come back and I go to Milwaukee and then I come to Chicago and I thought I was fine. And then... I ran into a bunch of firefighters that knew because my best friend was a firefighter who knew Bobby when I was at Allstate Arena. And I was like, I'm going to be fine. And I was not fine.
4: Yeah.
3: So the beginning of the season, I was still trying to push through all of that. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Then I had to cover the Chicago Blackhawks um, and what they did to cover up Brad Aldridge, sexually assaulting someone yeah very rough i had people in my dms threatening to like rape me and and told me i was a bad person for just verbatim saying exactly word for word what rocky words what anyone was saying i didn't put my opinion into it because my opinion
2: yeah vastly different very from
3: loud yes yeah. um And so I had to take a step back and recalibrate. And I didn't full on go back into Milwaukee and Chicago as for putting out the content that I wanted to put out. So the thing is, is at that point, then I had to say, I couldn't travel. I mentally couldn't travel for a little bit. Work was too much. My job is very, um, it is very mentally (laughs) tasking. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know what I do. I can't really yeah. tell everyone what I do, but. Um, right. Yeah. So I had to put them a little bit on the back burner. I tweeted about them. I go on podcasts, talk about the wolves, you know, like I'm doing here. And um, now it's my main focus is Cleveland. They're right here. I, it has to be my main focus. I have in person access 40 minutes away. Yeah. Then it becomes the Griffins because they have Zoom press conferences afterwards, after their home games. And and the other two are, um, I try to at least tweet out a, a game every other week. And starting this week, it is going to be a lot more coverage because I'm pulling back from work. Um, but they're not going to be full game recaps. They're going right. to be things like breaking down plays. Talking about, like, you know, Stefan Nosen's six point week, really simple things to get the content out there. I know that there are people covering them on a feature standpoint, there are people covering them on a game recap standpoint. So I'm going to give the fans something different that's also quick for me right. to do, yeah. which is breaking down one specific play or breaking down three goals and saying, how did this play start? What went wrong? What went right? You know, something really quick. Yeah. Uh, For me, that's how I had to do it. Typically, uh, it would just have to be like, you know just kind of juggle it just right and hope for the best you know
2: but this this, this may or may not work we'll see what happens
3: (laughs) so this season was very different because it i i did not realize all the emotions i was dealing with going back to chicago so much going back home so much and then you know i'll say this that people don't talk about is like i know this is like way off topic i'm so sorry no you're Um, fine but it took me till like January, I think, um, for, to, for me to walk into Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse without crying before I walked in the door. Um, people forget that writers also create these relationships with the players as well, and that yeah. we were also struggling. Um, and so I, I couldn't even write about the monsters in depth like I wanted to because of that I couldn't write about goalies for the longest time it was too hard like
4: yeah you don't realize
3: yeah you don't realize the things that um that hurt so I have plans for next season and how I'm going to cover the teams going forward with a more balanced workload right but I had plans last season
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know So so basically it's the, the short answer is it's tough to balance the workload when you have a full time job and you have out, out of work, these are both my jobs. So out of work, things that you're dealing with and you just literally have to do what you can do. Yeah. And if you and not go above and definitely um, under promise and over deliver because if you under promise yourself specifically, um, yeah. you won't be stressed when you can't win, because you'll be able to meet that deadline you gave yourself. Right. So yeah. I hope that, I'm so sorry. That no, no, on. no,
2: no need to apologize. <laughs> no, no. Because I'm all for, like, I get it. Like, you know, it's so the other podcast I did. We were kind of, we were starting to do, you know about mental health why that's important and stuff like that so no i totally get it like i'm all for talking about the like sports the teams and stuff like that but i'm also f- with the personal side of stuff to like people you know we're all people we all deal with things so you never apologize for anything so no you're all good it's <laughs> basically i want this to be a safe space to people to talk about sports and also you know you know personal stuff to like you know what how they're doing and all that stuff so no, you're totally fine so
3: yeah yeah so so basically eric you just i balance it by doing what's best for my mental health that day (laughs) that is how that's
2: (laughs) believe me yeah like like for me like i've been seeing i was seeing a therapist for a while so i get it it's like you need to find that balance of like how do you find a way to go about your day-to-day life but also try to make sure your check your mentals because right it's, it's a big thing it's I'm glad we're seeing a change in it, but I think we're so a long way away from making it to where it's like a prominent thing that like you see a doctor to fix your body, but you also need to see someone to fix your, you know, help you fix your mind too. So yeah.
3: And it's yeah. my counselor who helped me realize that I needed to do the pullback, And my counselor is through my job actually. And and told me that I need to stop working so much at my <laughs> day job because my thing that I do afterwards is my passion. And if I can't do my
1: passion,
3: In, in a in a proper way then it doesn't matter how much money I'm making yeah I'm not going to be happy
0: yeah no
2: I totally get the yeah it's like it's like all the the money could do so much but if you're not enjoying what you're doing then it's kind of like
3: what yeah. are we doing yeah exactly
2: <laughs> like for me it's like I don't want it to just live a life where it's like I get up I go to work and that's it like that yeah. doesn't sound fun to me like I want to actually want to go and do stuff I want to watch stuff I want to go see things like So I totally get that. So I
3: want to sleep during free agency.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I feel that so much.
3: (laughs) I've actually become so this actually is a great thing to add here with what Eric said, though, is managing the workload. I am not the first to put anything up. Okay. I learned that a long time ago. There's no point in putting out a tweet or an article that everybody has written saying breaking news so and so just got traded i say that's great i retweet whoever put it up put up like the the quick hitter i retweet them the first one i see and then i go home from work i take a shower i grab a drink and then i sit down and i i write out they were traded what's the team missing yeah because The people at my site, the first article that they're going to read then about that trade is what they're missing, not just some quick hitter. And then they're going to go look for more information somewhere else. They're going to come to our site and they're going to see it all right there. And I will have provided something of worth to the conversation. And doing that has saved my mental health so much. Being first doesn't matter as much as doing it correctly in my mind i know that there's lots of people who would rather be like if you're not first you're last baby even if you're fucking wrong
2: yeah no no <laughs> i'm yeah no i i'm all for, like for me it's like you can you anyone can read a quick like 200 word like synopsis of like oh this what this is the trade that happened blah, blah 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 but if you like if you take the time to actually dive into it and do the more like what happens after the trade type stuff yes. i think, I, think, I think that's where it matters most is the Okay, the news happened. This guy's here. Picks went here, guys went there. What happens? It's the aftermath. What happens next? That's yes, that's what I think people kind of miss that aspect of.
3: Yeah, it's more important to give the fans a a better view because in that yeah. point, then the team they got traded to will be like, Oh, this is what this guy brings to the table. Because the amount of AHL players where people are like, Who? who yeah. is this and yeah like, right you, exactly. they're like only the best player
2: <laughs> yeah right. you're like hello
3: right like if <laughs> andrew potterowski got traded which he, oh he gosh
2: do not bring that. but
3: if i just spoke that into existence i'm for real sorry but if that happened i guarantee you even though he's one of the best in the league there will be a fan base that's like outside of the central who will be like who's this dude? I've never heard of him. (laughs) And then my
1: brain will explode.
2: Yeah, or anyone who (laughs) follows the hurricanes and the wolves are going to be like, who's this guy? You're like, bruh. (laughs) Bruh. And bruh, what are we doing here?
3: Right. And the admirals and like the, the ice hogs and griffins will be like, well, let me tell you about him. It's
2: awful. <laughs> it's like, sit back and let me tell you a tale of this one guy they call Petrowski. What? I know, I'm saying his name wrong, but like, let me tell you a little ditty about this guy. <laughs> You're like, this guy he brought gives me nightmares.
4: nightmares.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh my God.
3: Oh Easy, God. Freddy
2: <laughs> Krueger of hockey. <laughs> See
3: for everyone listening to this episode, I turned a really simple question into like a whole other segment.
2: Love it, love it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll just I'll just tell my network, hey, I know you wanted an hour, but I got you an hour and blah blah blah. Really great content. Deal with it. Sorry, not sorry. Enjoy it.
4: <laughs>
2: All uh, right. So thank you, Eric, as always. All right. So this is a question from Kyle. Um, I actually had him on episode five of the podcast. Uh, any moves to be made with Martin getting hurt last night? Looked like it was pretty bad. It looked pretty bad in terms of moves. I, I don't really see the hurricanes might do a trade, but it's might it might be more of like a depth type thing because everyone loves Jordan. I like him, but he was he was one of the guys that was kind of like he did play on the second line sometimes, which still is kind of that make make it make sense sometimes for me. But he also played on the fourth line. He was healthy scratch a few games. So it's kind of like I don't know what type of move you can really make to replace Jordan to where it's like it makes the team better. I do see more of like maybe someone from the Wolves game moved up to help cover yeah. that gap. I mean where right, you trade, on... trade him
3: trade them for picks oh god i no hate no, no, no. trade oh, no, no, oh no 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 not I mean the guy not
2: like... the not the guy from the wolves we talking about like bring someone no. up from the wolves to oh no home. i know i'm yeah. saying
3: like oh yeah because of like roster space and like yeah all of that well i mean he's hurt so they can't trade him <laughs> just yeah. kidding oh yeah. my god <laughs>
2: <laughs> someone else well i mean they could trade someone else to help bring in into cover for him but that's like yeah that's making it worse somehow. Yeah, that's so. making it
3: worse. You're right. I don't know. I don't know why. I think because it's trade deadline, I was thinking, I was yeah. thinking, like, is this a trade? This is a trade question. That's where my brain went. Yeah. No, you know, now would be the time to bring up someone like No Sin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah I, maybe bring Lee. Well, okay. Is he? I, I don't remember. Is Martin Nook a.
2: He's, he's, he's a left winger.
3: He- oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, so you know what? No, bring up CJ Smith.
2: You know, I'm I'm actually all for that because like because we talked about earlier, he's under the radar, sneaky, like
3: and he's a left winger.
2: There you go. I mean, everyone's like, oh, bring up Jack Drury. He plays center. He's not really much of a and winger. He's, and you
3: know. he's injured. So
2: Yeah, and it's like CJ Smith would be a great pick because honestly, like you said. He's sneaky good. He's got, he's a point per game guy and he's a right. left and winger. And no one
3: would see it coming.
2: No. And why, why not? Why not give him a chance?
3: And you could put him on the fourth line. I wouldn't really want to put him on the fourth line, but you could because he can take hits.
2: I would put, I would kind of would put him on the third line. and
3: I would rather him there, but if you needed to put that fourth line, That was me begrudgingly saying that you could. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. There's no there. There's no video version of this podcast. But if you guys saw the look Lange's game, it was like she was trying really hard to try to get that through without being like, ah, no. So I get that. It's kind of like I don't. I don't really want to see it, but I might have to. So it's kind of like
3: here you go, maybe.
2: So,
4: yeah, he no, could he could
3: survive there but he wouldn't thrive there no the third line for sure i don't like the
2: aspect of like how oh, everyone's like oh well he's a fourth line guy he's a new guy put him on the fourth line fourth That's- line the fourth line is built for guys who thrive on the fourth line yes it's a mindset the fourth line is a mindset for me
3: unless you're rolling lines unless you're
2: rolling lines like so, yeah. yeah like just Cock in the emmy is a fourth line center but he's making 6.1 and if he actually played him on second line minutes he would have a lot more points but when he's playing fourth line minutes mm-hmm. that's where he's at but that's what how the hurricanes are they roll lines out that's why martin look sometimes plays on the second line but it's like that's one good thing about the hurricanes they don't really play here's one two three four it's just
3: right
2: here you go But But
3: you can't so much roll lines against the team like Boston or the Flyers or the Caps because Tampa Bay, because their fourth line is like, we're going to, we're going to mess you up. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
2: And and that's that's why for me, it's kind of like the fourth line is a mindset. Like not every Mm -hmm. guy, not every guy you bring up and every guy you have is like, oh, stick with the fourth line see what happens. No, not really. It's not really how it works. Yeah. So in terms of that's why
3: I asked about with the other question, like what are they going to need? Because you can't bring up a a first line in the AHL, but they need they need a fourth line grinder. Yeah,
2: no, you know, like they need a yeah, like all these
3: guys are grinders, but like there's a different level of grind that goes into that fourth line.
2: Yeah, like Jordan looks good, but he's not really essentially a a second line guy. You would think he's more like a third and fourth line guy. So it's kind of like. You kind of also you kind of want to have a replacement of like what what he actually is compared to where he's playing mm-hmm. at. So like a CJ Smith would be a great third line guy, not oh, let's put him in the fourth line, because that's not that's not his game. His game right. is his game, he does check, but he's not but he also puts points up. He gets assists. He's not, oh yeah, we're gonna play our fourth line guys against the other fourth line, or or our fourth line is gonna shut down the first line that's not how really how it works yeah so it's kind of like like i said a fourth line is a mindset not it is let's just just throw this dude in here and see what happens
3: but the fourth line is also you know people look at the fourth line and they're like this guy's just out there to you know mess stuff up but the fourth line is the break they are out there to help give the first and like to give all the other lines a break they are supposed to keep the play moving yeah, And the problem is too many people bring people up on the fourth line who don't know how to keep the play moving because they've never been in the moving the puck role. The yeah. fourth line needs to keep the puck moving so that when the first line comes on, they're like, Whoop, I got it and that's a problem that people don't realize they underrate the fourth line
4: right but a exactly. lot of times
3: fourth liners get that play going so that yeah. when the first line hops on they can score
4: yeah exactly. but they're
3: nowhere near the stat sheet on that because it's like they're putting a whole whole ass play out there like a whole long yeah. a long game play like yeah a whole exactly
2: ice. yeah exactly where you're like in the zone for two minutes and like 15 passes happen you're like all right here we go so yeah no it's I, yeah. I, think C, I think CJ, I think in terms of the question that Kyle put out, I don't see any trades per se because Don Waddell's been saying it for a while. Might not see anything happen. And they have not
3: too much good in the AHL to, to trade away unless they're trading someone for picks.
2: Yeah. Cause all I've heard is they're like, they don't want to trade picks away. So the only thing they you really think of is maybe trading prospects. And I'm like,
1: More than once, actually. Do
5: I have to say? Yes, you do. In
1: the car before my kid's PTA meeting? Really?
5: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
5: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow,
2: the hurricanes. Your
3: prospects are your hope right now. <laughs> yeah, the thing
2: is, the hurricanes are deep, but I'm like, i rather stay put rather than lose prospects that i think would be really good next
3: season mm-hmm.
2: so, and they
3: will be really good i mean you're seeing it like yeah exactly the wolves i don't know about the the prospects overseas but the wolves prospects they are very good
2: yeah so that's why i'm kind of like moves wise i more so see a call up than anything else yeah because they because they already resorted Seth Jarvis back in the lineup, so and like they have some other guys as well. I it, I see more of like someone's getting called up for Chicago, and that's probably going to be it. I'm not going to see a full blown trade because if they're trading, it's going to be more of like top six or top or like a top four D man type move. Not hey, let's replace Jordan Martinook
3: or one yeah. of their goalies.
2: Yeah, I don't see them getting rid of. Freddie or Ranta anytime soon is they're no right. no, a contract. I, I was
3: thinking about how deep oh, their goalie oh Gosh, po- they have the deepest go- I mean, I think some uh I think is McAnami, I think he might still be injured. That's a question mark. That's not a yeah. that's not a statement of fact.
2: No, no, no. Yeah, I definitely question. Know. But you also have like <laughs> Jack Lafontaine. You also yeah. got um Peter. Oh, his last I, name. I know I
3: can't say it, but he I, has an assist.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, I think it's, yes.
3: I'm
2: not. Gonna, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because
3: it's spelled K O C H E T K O V. All of you can decide how it's spelled, and 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 if the shaves, if Jason Shaver is listening, he could also just let me know.
2: <laughs> yes, please let us know how you pronounce that last name of consonants.
3: <laughs> because I don't. I feel that's one thing of. I'm very cognizant about names. Um, if I have a chance to meet people before I talk about them, I ask them, what is, how do you say your name?
2: Yeah, that's, that's why, I, that's why I preference when I say, sorry for how I pronounce your last name. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not, no, I don't know how to pronounce it. So yeah. <laughs> please don't be mad at me if I pronounce your last name wrong.
3: <laughs> really? there's just different ways you could pronounce names across the board based on where they're from. And I don't know where everyone's from and I don't want to Americanize a name that, and, you know, take someone's heritage out of their name. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> at least on purpose. Yeah. Right.
2: right. <laughs> so. um, yeah. But Kyle, thank you for your question. So we got another question from the, from, it's from a podcast, actually. Uh, Bud's all day podcast it is a Toronto. Oh. It's a Toronto Maple Leafs podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I saw
3: this question.
2: Yeah, I thought this too. I'm like, hmm, interesting. How we're we going to do this? Uh, How do you feel about Freddie going into the playoffs, given his track record in big games? Do you think playing in a lower pressure market will help that? Um, so yeah, so this is a Toronto Maple Leafs podcast. Oh, I really, I'm really trying. I, I want to be professional with my answer because I, I, I. I clown the Leafs a lot, especially in my tweets, where I'm like, "Hey, if you have nothing to lose, listen to this podcast." Unlike if you're the Maple Leafs, and you lose it as a Zamboni driver or get gullied by Arizona, not once but twice. Um, so, that's <laughs>
4: <Sorry.
2: laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. So I'm all I, I like to chirp. So I'm, like I said, I did I did just chirp them, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to try to be professional with this answer because yeah, who knows. Um, I feel fine with Freddie going into the playoffs because he's been, he's been playing really well. Um, the Maple Leafs game that was just kind of the Hurricanes, kind of whatever happened, like they started faltering way, way later in the game than you thought. It is what it is, they should have never have gotten down two nothing and then down three one. It's just it wasn't their game. Not every team has they all have bad games, um, but. I think Frenzy can be fine in the playoffs. Track record in big games. If you really think about it, not all that's on him, it's also mm-hmm. the guys in front of him because you lose Nazem Kadri twice in back to back playoffs. Um, Morgan Riley gives up a juicy pass in front of the net. Um, the offense completely disappears uh, against the Canadians after being up 3 <laughs> 1 multiple playoff leads that you've lost multiple game leads you've lost. So I'm not saying it's like, yeah, you do have to make the saves, but it's also the, how it works on the guys in front of you mm-hmm. and, and a lower pressure in a low pressure market will help. I mean, hurricanes. Yeah. They're not like a Toronto or a, they're not original six, but in Carolina, when you are basically the, the only professional team, well, sorry outside of you the hornets and the panthers well and also the don't the, forget
3: the checkers
2: the checkers well yeah the, the the big leagues the checkers too well then well the well north carolina fc and the, and, the, and then the courage if you're uh, nwsl um if, when you're the main hockey team in the entire state and the fact that like outside of carolina you have to go to either like dc or Tennessee, or Florida, to find your next team for the NHL, you're kind of it. Yeah. So I want to say it's a. I don't think the media is scrutinizing as it is in probably Toronto, but it also helps too with the fact that the team in front of them also is good. Like the way Rod Bredmore has his team set up, it makes it easier for the goalie to do his job without having to worry about getting – 40 shots on goal against him every game or, you know, the offense kind of falls apart. And It also makes the guys in front of him play a lot more loose. If that makes sense. Not like we can we worry about our goal. We don't have to worry about our goal because he's going to do his job. right? I, feel, I think I've,
3: it's the same with in Chicago. Like I think the coaching and the vibe is the same between the two teams. Exactly. And, that,
2: and that's why I think that's why you see both teams doing so well that they are because of the fact that it's like that everyone plays for each other next man up, but it's also everyone, if everyone does their job and does the system way it needs to be run correctly, you're going to be fine. So I feel good with Fred going into the playoffs. And I think it's out the the market, the markets don't, I don't think the markets really play into, into it as much as people think it does. Maybe it does a little bit, but I think also the fact about how are the guys in front of them helping him? Do you know the guy, if the guys in front of them play too tight or just mentally crack really easily for whatever Toronto does I don't know why it happens to them but it does it doesn't help the goal either like what are your thoughts on you know the question from uh buds all day
3: I think um you know market to a point you know what I mean like
2: yeah to a certain extent but it's not the thing
3: right it's not it's not the thing um I will say though, there is a lot of pressure playing for a team that Sarah Siddin covers. Like you have to make sure that your clothes look very nice before, <laughs> before games. Um, uh, but I bring I wanted to bring up Sarah because she covers the hurricanes in a way that is not, if you're a player and you were to stumble upon her stuff, you're not going to like hate yourself. Right. And I think in bigger markets, um, you get a lot of writers who have a lot of hot takes, and in some of these smaller writer, smaller markets, you get people like Sarah Civian who are very good at their job, very, um, very. I don't want to very. I don't want to say kind, but like very kind and charitable with what they have to say when a player isn't playing well.
4: Yeah. they
3: let you know how they're. They don't trash a player when they're not playing well. Yeah. You know, and I I do think that 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 helps. Yeah. Knowing like you're not going to be drunk under over over the coals. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. and then that helps transfer it down to the fan base, right? Like,
4: right. yeah. You
3: know, when you they don't see dumpster fire hot take articles all the time, they yeah. start really getting to learn a team. So I think it does help it to a point, but like you said, the best team. Is a team without a goaltender. And so if your forwards in your defense are doing their job, then the goalie can just yay, stop pucks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. As Steve Daniel it- says, just if you're if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. If you're just tending the goal and having to do everything else, pretty much gonna be a lot simpler for you. Yes. And if you have the guys in front of you that are doing their jobs, like unlike montreal or arizona these teams are really struggling yeah it's i think a lot of it is the fact that freddie never really struggled in toronto i don't understand the takeaway it's like oh he cracked it's like oh he fell apart or he had bad playoff games or no your
3: entire team fell apart
2: yeah and then
3: montreal had some sort of Quebec magic happened. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. It,
2: well, even, even then against Boston too, like you lose, like Nazem Kadri. series can be a lot different. If you have Nazem Kadri for two series instead of him getting kicked out like game two every mm-hmm. year or Margaret Riley doesn't have a brain fart in the middle, in the middle of a game seven, and you guys score one goal against Boston. Like, right. like, and you're, and you're up three, one in the series or it's like, I understand like some goalies. Yeah. Some goalies are not, you know, they sometimes it's a little bit tough for them in the playoffs or in big games, but it's like, you're looking at Freddie Anderson now, like he has 30 wins. He has a goals against average way under two, like under 2.2 or 2.3. His goals against average is ridiculously good. Yeah. The team in front of him is good too, but it's like, maybe it's just how structure is. And it's just how the team is. It's, It's not always on the goalie. Like
3: yes, it's rarely ever on the goalie. Let's be clear here: most games are of any team ever in the sport of hockey rarely fall on the shoulder of the goalies.
2: Now, if they are giving up soft goals, yes, that's different. Yeah, yeah. But
3: then, why why are they getting the soft goals? Why are they getting the softies?
2: Yeah, exactly. Is it because
3: the defense let them through? close enough to have like a softy from the slot that's like lofted at them yeah. yes the goaltender should stop it yeah i'm a goaltender apologist <laughs> i do not care
2: you, goalies you are my
3: favorite you,
2: you <laughs> corner in the same boat with that your two are the <laughs> most of the ones i know are like we love our goalies <laughs> do not trash the goalies yeah but that's and for me it's like okay yeah if your goalies are like you know sibs it is what it is but yeah some of the takes of like oh freddie anderson did he like his track record in big games what
3: are, what are the rest of the players track record in those big games that's what you have to match up
2: yeah like Mitch marger's been playing really well this year but also let's not forget he uh, no goals in the playoffs against montreal austin matthews won you pay these guys a lot Almost eleven million dollars per season and they get a combined one goal against Montreal.
3: Yeah. I will nothing, say nothing though,
2: new for Freddie.
3: Yeah. I will say, you know, Courtney and I talked about this on hers, but Michael Bunting has definitely added a whole lot of other Yeah. yeah. Toronto, I have a little bit more faith in Toronto in the playoffs this year.
2: <laughs> so you're saying they have a chance to make the second round. <laughs>
3: They have a chance, but Steve Dangle, if you are listening, do not put your hopes up on it, okay? <laughs>
2: well, or if you're Dom from the Athletic, please stop giving Toronto like 11% to win the Stanley Cup when you haven't made it out of the first round yet.
3: That's tough, though, right? Because that team, the numbers are there, and then they hit the playoffs, and you, you, you have to take the numbers, right, based off of the... The regular season yeah okay and that team looks at analytics and even though they're like an analytics style team that team looks at analytics going into the playoffs and they're like oh 11 shot we're gonna give you 0.11 <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: so you think we're gonna be like this no not really yeah and like i said i like I, I like the i like the percentages that dom and everyone does at the athletic i'm not trashing them i like that it's just when Carolina gets eight percent but has more points than Toronto, and Calgary has twelve percent, but Carolina still has more points than both of those teams. I'm like, tell me how Toronto and <laughs> Calgary have more percentages, but their points are less than Carolina's to win the Stanley Cup. It's I'm the like, teams
3: that they're gonna play before.
2: I, I guess I guess the Atlantic is that bad that Toronto's like, oh, we'll make the Stanley Cup final, no big deal. We'll just go through everyone else in the Atlantic. No big like like, you know, what's the Metro then? Like,
3: like I don't even, they've changed a few times in the past few years. I don't even know what division any of the team's parent uh, clubs that I cover uh, are anymore.
2: Toronto is in the same division as Florida and Tampa.
3: Oh, they're not going to the Stanley Cup. <laughs>
2: Carolina leads their division that also has the Rangers and the Penguins. And Boston and Boston's in the Atlantic, and uh, Washington's in the Metro, and uh, those two teams are in the in the uh, wild card spots. That tells you anything, yeah. That tells you anything. So yeah, so you're telling me that you're telling me that Toronto has to go through Florida and Tampa. Tampa,
3: Tampa.
2: Who just got who just (laughs) traded for Brandon Hagel from Chicago? Right. I
3: thought that once Stevie Eiserman left Tampa, they.
2: Nope. that
3: would be it nope not even close. done nope done <laughs> yeah so
2: like I said I like dominant everyone from the athletic but um remember that the division you're in right now like you're not even you're not even first in your division like you're behind Florida and t- and Tampa See, yeah the
3: predictions are tough to make too because this is oh the, yeah I mean there's always the that spoiler. Or... yeah
2: columbus columbus against six tampa
3: six round six overtimes, seven overtimes i can't remember i was like tweeting seven... that game for sb nation and i thought oh, i was gonna die gosh.
2: yeah like seven <laughs> yeah, i was like seven overtimes and yeah it's like yeah columbus knocks out tampa it sweeps them in the first round uh let's see toronto just gets knocked out by montreal <laughs> Mont- montreal goes on a stupid run and beats everyone to go to the stanley cup final like yeah, like I said, it's, like I said, this isn't trash in Toronto, but it's just like, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand the take of like, well, Freddie, like, how do you feel about Freddie going into the playoffs? I feel fine with Freddie because he's been playing really well this year. And at the end of the playoffs, you still have the same team in front of him. It's, I just,
3: yeah. I, I just don't and, get that. And Carolina has been a solid playoff team. They yeah. haven't really in their history in history in all of their history for the most part
4: yeah when
3: I say solid I mean they don't have any brutal epic meltdowns like say Toronto have had or like the Blue Jackets essentially getting swept even though they won the first three games against (laughs) Or,
2: or anytime, anytime Columbus has to play Pittsburgh in the playoffs, you're like... We
3: don't, no, we don't talk about that.
2: <laughs> we don't mention these type of things. Yeah, so I mean... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like... It's the team in front of them that also has to contribute to, and I'm fine with Freddie.
3: And you have to look at the farm team. I'm thinking about this right now. Carolina has a lot to bring up as Black Aces. I... I, you know, watch the Marlies because they play against the monsters a lot. I don't think they have nearly as much to bring up. So, um, yeah. 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 So, no, Freddie is fine.
2: Freddie is fine. Dang it.
3: (laughs) Freddie is fine. His five hole is fine. Actually, his five hole is really good. A lot of goaltenders struggle with that five hole, but.
2: His is mostly a lot of, like, blockers and yeah like glove side a little bit or you just there's some random bouncing goals so yeah but yeah but so thank you to everyone who's sending questions <laughs> this was this has been a lot of fun this has been a great episode
3: i'm sorry it was so long that's what i do I oh no it's give fun. me a time frame and then i smash it not on purpose <laughs>
2: oh oh you oh you an hour run time psych so you thought you ain't gonna get give... so I'll, I'll just tell my network hey since i'm the last podcast on monday nights thankfully th- thankfully i got the last time slot my show might be running a little long this one's gonna be a little long but you know what it's fine you know what hey i will take i'll take in a, a slap on the hand like hey make sure your shows are shorter for good content because if i get Yay. good if i get good an hour and a half content i'm fine with it I'll, I'll i'll take the i'm sorry i'll make the next one shorter no big deal i'll i'll take it any day, day <laughs> a week so elaine be next
3: time guys
2: <laughs> no bring the same energy i want the same energy every time you're on this on this show <laughs> i want all the same energy because it's been fantastic so before i let you go Thanks. Uh, where can everyone find you on the socials and where really can they find you to read your articles and all that good stuff so the floor is all yours
3: okay so um my articles are on fullpresshockey.com you know what i'm gonna pull up the hyperlink because i said it wrong the last time yeah fullpresshockey.com. Um, and then on social, you can find me at I'm a rain dancer on Twitter and all the other ones. So it's I M A R A I N D A N C E R because I don't want people to do the, I am, you know, if that happens.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: and, and then I have my own podcast called Grace by rain. Um, it's about the beauty in life. I'll be dropping some new episodes coming up here uh, Mondays is just regular stuff. Wednesdays is prayer. Fridays is about sports, and that is Grace by Rain Pod on Twitter. So check me out on yes, all go, those things.
2: Go subscribe to that podcast because you got a little bit of sports and a little bit of wholesome content to yes. enlighten your life. So I like go, to go
3: balance it. the whole like balance my swearing with some wholesome content.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah you got your f-bombs on this episode and you got your graceful your Hail episode
1: Mary's on the other one
2: <laughs> it's a cup of tea that everyone can enjoy
1: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> okay uh yeah so you can find me <laughs> you can find me on twitter at uh oh gosh. I just got, I just actually just, you just my, changed your name. I don't I,
3: even, One True Zach, is that what it is? Yes, thank
2: you. One True Zach. It's spelled out O N E, True Zach. The reason why, because it's like, I am from Northeast Ohio. I like, I like people to know I am from there, but it's kind of like, I'm more, I'm really broad in terms of my team. So, like Carolina, you know, the Blackhawks growing up, like in those guys, kind of became a new Jays, a Blue Jays fan the last few days. So it's kind of like, i cover a lot of sports as well soccer so i so i like having that old name but it's kind of like i wanted to just have something that's more broad if that makes yeah. sense now you don't
3: have to be associated with the browns look at you
2: whoa
3: full <laughs> circle
2: <laughs> i well i wasn't planning for that to happen but here, here we are we would have to have a whole different podcast and a whole different long time for him to talk about that so <laughs> Yeah, they don't deserve my time. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, once you're Zach on Twitter, you can find this podcast at the search cast. Um, Make sure to check out the sponsor of the show, Primo X Hockey. Uh, I do have a link in the show notes and also on my link tree. Go to their website. If you ever want hockey equipment or apparel, they got it. So if if you're looking for something hockey related, go check them out. They have really great stuff. Um, Check out belly up sports. You can find all my articles over there. Just look up Zach Martin. Um, I also have a link in my personal Twitter. Uh, I have a link in my bio to all my articles just for that. Or if you want to check out other sports, check them out as well. They're really great. Um, Like I said, the search cast is on all our uh, podcast platforms. Make sure to check them out uh, on there as well. But Elaine, thank you so much. This was... A phenomenal podcast this was a lot of fun so because I told Courtney I was having you on this week and she's like oh I love Elaine and I'm like
3: Aww. she's
2: really great and I'm excited to have her on so yeah that so, makes again. my heart
3: happy <laughs> Thanks,
2: well guys well, well I appreciate you coming on because I know we've been talking on Twitter off and on for the last few months and you know the last couple of days and stuff like that so I was really looking forward to having you come on I appreciate you taking the time out and talking with me today because I know you're we're supposed to do games tonight, but I don't blame you for just vegging out <laughs> and do nothing else because I'm about ready to go do that myself. Yes. So, I like I said, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. But until next time, guys, I will see you here at the Search page.